What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Welcome to What is Going Om for new thought from the edge of Om. Each week on Om Time's flagship radio show, veteran broadcaster, author, and media consultant Sandy Sedgebeer conducts thought-provoking interviews with inspirational authors, artists, musicians, scientists, speakers, and filmmakers who are working at the point where spirituality and science meet consciousness at the very edge of Om. Here is your host, Sandy Sedgebeer. Hello. If you believe that you are more than the physical body you inhabit, but find it hard to reconcile that with the reality of living in a human body with all its frailties, if you've been working hard at growing beyond the limitations imposed by childhood experiences and failed relationships that left you emotionally fragile or lacking in self-worth, if you regard yourself as a light worker, but are finding it harder to see any light or love in the actions and decisions of many prominent politicians and world leaders. Or if you used to see life as a spiritual journey of discovery, but find yourself wondering of late just where that journey might be leading you. Stay tuned, because my guest today is going to offer some practical solutions to these problems, as well as answers to questions that many are currently asking about living, loving and awakening in a world that is undergoing a radical transition. Lee Harris is a gifted energy intuitive channel, an author and a teacher who's bringing an extraordinary new light to our rapidly changing world. Leading a vibrant online community, Lee reaches over 100,000 people around the planet every month and his weekly energy updates on YouTube have received over 2.5 million views to date. Lee Harris joins me today to discuss four specific but seemingly separate topics that are of special relevance to our lives today. Lee, welcome. Hi, Sandy. Thank you. Great to be here. Good to have you, Lee. Lee, your life-changing conversations with the entities you channel, the Zines, began in 1998, and they resulted in a wealth of channeled guidance that's been offered in public seminars, retreats, private sessions, books, and audio recordings. How much of the information and the tools and energy work that you offer today comes directly from the zoos? And how much is a result of the wisdom you've gathered as a result of your own experiences and challenges in life? It's a good question. Um, I, when I first started, I was very much just a channeler. And that was, that was the only, uh, well, it was, it was the, mostly the place that I was getting my information. But I had already, around the time I started channeling, I, I'd noticed my own intuitive gifts were, were, were coming online a bit more. So, for example, I could be sitting with someone having coffee, and I would start to feel, sense, or receive things about whatever they were talking about, you know, a challenge they were having. And that was very different to me to hearing disease voice. So nowadays, um, the channeling is probably accounting for about 20% of my work. But I feel, and I think this is true of all of us on our spiritual journey, but 
because I was a channeler and a public channeler and was serving using that ability, um, many different people, it, it really, if anything, gave me confidence and changed my frequency so that I was able to become a stronger energy intuitive. So these days I tend to do most of my work from the energy intuitive side and I bring in the channeling aspects um, to kind of add, if you like, a top note to the whole thing. But I find that these days grounded um, grounded information is, is, is most important for more people than channeling, which seems very important for a smaller number of people. Yeah, I think grounding the information is critical. Now, I know that you have an awful lot of information to offer, but when planning this show, I asked you to pick four topics that you feel are particularly relevant to where we are and, you know, and where the world is right now. And those topics were, and they may not sound connected, but they are, how and why we need to heal a wounded child and activate our self-worth, why today's relationships are different than those of yesteryear, where the journey of spirituality is leading us, and the end of the love and light brigade and what happens next. So let's start with self-worth. Why is it that every single human being has issues with self-worth? I think one of the greatest things we can all do is to constantly remind ourselves that every single human being is having that issue. Now, okay, granted, there are some super confident, super self-actualized um, people, or even some people who are perhaps inflating their own ego, who don't have so many issues with self-worth. But even with someone who's inflating their ego, it's, it's basically to cover a deficit of self-worth. Um, so a couple things struck me. I was recently creating this new MP3 audio program called Activate Your Self-Worth, and it was one of the hardest things I've ever done. Normally, I know how long things take, um, but this one took me so much longer um, to really gather both my research, my intuition, and to be sure that I'd got something that was going to be useful for people, because the topic's so far-reaching. Um, but what, what it kept coming back to for me was from a very early age, our very survival depended on how we performed in our world. So did we please our parents? Did we displease our parents? Did we please our teachers? Did we displease our teachers? And as sensitive souls, which every single human being is, but I, I imagine that most people listening to a show like this, they already have a predisposition towards sensitivity or consciousness. Those experiences deeply form you and they deeply take hold in who you then allow yourself to be. So if you if we zoom out for a second, self-worth is the end result of who we are when we're not worried about how other people are finding us. Self-worth and self-esteem are closely linked, but self-esteem tends to be the information or the feelings that you gather in response to how you show up in the outer world. So I might have high self-esteem uh, in the area of um, speaking on stage compared to somebody who's never done it because I'm used to doing it. But I might have very low self-esteem in an area of mountaineering because I've never done it and I don't really know anything about it. So it's often what we've proven to ourselves in the outside world that, that relates to self-esteem. But self-worth at its heart is, is a really zen place. So imagine you woke up tomorrow and you just felt really fine with who you were where you were in your life, you weren't involved in any internal struggle with yourself about what you were or weren't doing or what you wanted to change. And you just, you were able to very quickly and deeply access 
I'm alive and that's a miracle and I'm enough. And even if I never see another person in the world, my being here is enough for me. It's enough for the world. So the reason I wanted to tackle this topic was because I think especially light workers and people who identify as healers or sensitives, they have so often been the ones reading the energy of a room, trying to help the energy of the people that they're with, noticing when somebody is a bit down and wanting to lift them. They've often been the people who bridge darkness into light, both for others, trying to help others feel less heavy, less dark and lighter, and also for ourselves, because we got impacted as kids by all of those experiences that either hurt, wounded us, or stopped our development. So it's interesting, you know, many, many years of doing this work, and I would often hear many different therapists and healers talk about the inner child and, and how important that was. And of course, I've seen that come up. But when I went to look at Activate Your Self-Worth, and the more I tuned in on it, researched it, the more I saw that it was those very formative experiences that we have that when we're young that will inform how we show up in the world, why we don't, when we don't. So for me, it was important to go back to those original wounds, which is why during you know the audio program, there are a few different things that I asked the listener to do. But one of the key things is if you have a voice in your head that says to you, oh, I shouldn't go to that party because I just don't have any of the right clothes. So you identify you're feeling bad about how you look. Then you immediately throw another sentence into your own mind. You, you notice the sentence that you had, which is the first step. But it's great to notice your negativity. Then you replace it. So you go, I am going to go to the party and how I look is enough. So you start to reverse these ingrained old habitual patterns that may have started way back in childhood. And it, it's interesting to notice how as we become more conscious, we do start to go back and heal these layers that perhaps you didn't need to see up until now or you weren't ready to see. But the more conscious you become and the more you heal every layer of yourself, the more that your life and your journey will just keep inviting you to go back and find all those abandoned moments or those abandoned aspects that exist inside us and bring them back to life. Now, you have said something that really intrigued me. You said that psychological or emotional trauma or difficult breakups, all of these you know, experiences that we have in life, you know, negative experiences we regard them as, they affect our energy body and they change it and they change our behaviours too. Now, I can understand about changing the behaviours. Uh, I can understand about healing the behaviours. But how do we heal the energy body? Well, this is where awareness is key. So the Z's once said something that's struck with me, they said awareness is the precursor to change and without awareness you won't make change. So the thing about healing the energy body, for example, you know how when, think of two different people that you know in your life, one who is confident or who you perceive as socially confident and the other one who you perceive as socially quiet, socially introverted. And now recall a memory of both of those people walking into the room. So maybe you're thinking of a public figure, you know, Tony Robbins just popped into my head because he always looks very confident when he walks into a room or onto a stage. And then think of somebody who doesn't carry that energy. They walk into a room slightly, slightly closed, slightly afraid, slightly shut down. Well, these things that you're perceiving and seeing, they're, 
today are you reading the energy body? So yes, you might be saying, well, her face looks a bit scared, but actually it's not her face. That's a secondary signal. All of us are intuitive and what we read is people's energy. So if somebody underconfident walks into a room, we can give them that label and we can say, oh, they're underconfident. But if you investigate the energy body, how that looks is somebody who has been wounded or dented or hasn't ever felt safe to step out into the world and be in the room. So to heal the energy body or to start to, if you like, open out beyond what has previously been your comfort zone, you are literally going to have to go the other way. So if you're somebody who knows that you're introverted, but you don't feel it's true introversion. So for example, we're all, we're all somewhere on the scale of extrovert, introvert. And a lot of people who are sensitive sit somewhere in the middle. They have the extrovert side, they have the introvert side. That's a very nice balance. But some people are naturally introverted and some people are introverted because of life circumstances. I'm going to hold you right there, Lee, and we'll come back to this in a few moments. You're listening to What Is Going On. I'm Sandy Sedgbeer, and my guest is author, energy teacher, intuitive, and channel Lee Harris, who's offering us insights and information on several specific topics that are of particular relevance to us today. We'll be back in a few moments. The future of Internet radio is here. Home Times Radio. IOM FM. Change and growth are part of natural life and also part of your spiritual life. Everyone needs support and guidance, especially during life passages. Upgrade yourself with the Ohm Times Experts program. With Ohm Times Experts, you have access to the best intuitive coaches, spiritual teachers, counselors, astrologists, and oracles. Our team was carefully selected so you can trust. Find out more at experts.ohmtimes.com. My name is Meera Batra, and this is How I Live United. Many families have come to America for a better life. I advocate for these families with United Way. United Way empowers them to see opportunities available. We help them get involved with their kids, schools, and network within the community. My name is Meera Batra. I help families see opportunity and succeed. I don't just wear the shirt. I live it. Give. Advocate. Volunteer. Live United. Go to liveunited.org. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Chief by United Way and the Ad Council. Welcome back. Lee Harris, just before the break, you were telling us about healing our energy body. 
Yes, so we were just on an example about extroverts and introverts. And for example, if the introverted person has become that way because they were never supported by their family or by their social circle, or they were in a controlling relationship where the person's, the dynamic they were in, this partner they had was always eroding their self-esteem. They have become an introvert because of circumstances, but that's not their true nature, their true soul. So what they would have to do is once they'd identified that, once they had gone, ah, oh, wow, I can see that I need to heal some of these relationships in my life. And I can see that the byproduct is it, it's made me very introverted and socially scared. The best thing they could do once they've identified that is to go against that. So for example, going to do something like a Toastmasters group where you're in a small supportive group of people with a group leader who is helping you be a public speaker. So it might seem like the very opposite of what you would want to do, but in doing that, you start to just open your energy body out again. Now, of course, if you're deeply traumatized, first of all, you heal the trauma. But once you've healed the layers of trauma, you start to change your patterns if you notice that you're always pulling back or you're always afraid, give yourself a challenge. Go, okay, in the next six months, once a month, I'm going to try and do something that I'm afraid of. And I'm going to do it in supportive environments. I'm going to go to places that look supportive, but I'm going to push my comfort zone. Because as we go through life, we do change and we can direct our healing and our change in that way. But first of all, we have to become aware of the need to do it and then apply some of the changes ourselves and be willing to be a little out of our comfort zone as we learn to grow. You know, if there's one thing that's guaranteed to affect our sense of self-worth, it has to be relationships. So let's focus on this topic for a moment. You say that relationships today are different than those of yesteryear. How so and why? Well, it's interesting. We, you and I, Sandy, when we had a, a chat about this, I think it was a couple of weeks ago now, we both noticed a similar thing in our lives. We both noticed many spiritual friends, colleagues, people that we knew who would have identified themselves as spiritual in, in some way or another, becoming um, romantically involved with incredibly grounded people. Uh, who didn't necessarily identify as spiritual. Now, I've always said that's a great recipe because I don't know if two spiritual, I don't know if two spiritually minded or spiritual obsessive people together is always a good match anyway. But what we were both talking about, what I guess I was sharing with you, was something that I've noticed as a pattern is a lot of people who previously were very much in, you know, what you might have called the love and light brigade and meditating and visioning out. A lot of people are descending. So a lot of people who 10 years ago were quite happy to live in other dimensions or higher dimensions or spend their time visioning out of their body are now really coming into their body. And it's very interesting because intimate relationship, whether it's a partnership, whether it's family, whether it's a close friend, whether it's a business partner, these are the places that we learn who we are, how we can be how we rub up against each other, how we become who we are now. So I've noticed a lot of people having very positive relationships with others, but finding themselves being very different to who they thought they were, or really learning to apply spiritual principles to relationships in a very grounded, normal way, and allowing themselves to enjoy that rather than many, many years ago when perhaps they would have been I don't know, aimed out to the sky somehow, if, if that makes sense, Sandy. 
Yeah, it does. And, you know, one of the things that I've noticed, too, is that many of the relationships that I see and, you know, as you said, we often wouldn't put those two people together or we know that, you know, one party is completely different than what the other party normally goes for. But they seem to mm -hmm. be work as well as, um, you know, romantic relationships. There seem to be a lot of relationships, people coming together to do something. Yes. And I, I feel that's part of a bigger picture. You know, I, I do, I've, I've always, for many years, both from the Z's and also other sources out there, I've, I've heard that we're moving towards a far more community and essentially oneness focused world, which is also why at the moment we're seeing great divisions that look completely different showing up. So I feel that a lot of these close quarter partnerships are, if you like, um, not just for those two people involved, but almost like a training for all of us to become more intimately involved. And to me, that's the ultimate spiritual truth. It's like, can you love your sister or your partner or your best friend with an equal measure to the person that you meet in the Uber that day or uh, who helps you at the garage or, you know, wherever wherever you are in life, how much oneness can we have? And it's true that not everybody wants to be that intimate. You know, not everybody in the world is either used to or looking for that level of intimacy. And they tell you very clearly in their behavior. But I'm noticing that, too. I'm seeing more and more people letting go of these boxes of love and connection that Certainly, my generation, when I was younger, that's certainly what I saw when I was being raised, that you were supposed to have a partner and a family and friends, but it was all very organized. I do see this much stronger community world sense that we are one people. And I think given that these are times of strife in many ways, and certainly looking at the world scenario right now, it's important that we all come together because if we are divided, then it's easier for us to not have the new energy consciousness planet that we're going to need in order to survive. And it always makes me think of disasters. People always rally round when there's a disaster. You know, people in one community, it doesn't matter what religion they are, what their beliefs are. If there's been a disaster that hits a local area, people come together. So for me, these intimate relationships that you and I are speaking about, where people are partnering with people, working in partnership with people as well who they're close with. It's just an extension of that stronger energy of oneness that we're all allowing now and we're able to meet more than we were before as a, as a world. Yeah, I totally agree. I guess the message there for everybody is, uh, you know, if, if you're looking for that kind of relationship, do not discard somebody just because they don't fit your old model of what you wanted. Yes, I think that's that's a great piece of advice. You know, and I I think it's I think it's really important too. If you're in the spiritual community, I think you've got to be, or you're spiritually minded, you've got to be so hot on yourself around judgment, because you know I, I'm 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 sure anybody listening who's ever been to a spiritual event, what I'm reminded of is humans are humans, whether they're a bunch of engineers at an engineering event or a bunch of spiritually minded people at a spiritual event. And it's very easy. I've seen this a lot. A lot of people, just like you see with religion, but a lot of people in the spiritual community will use judgment over each other. I'm more spiritual than you or I'm meditating more than you. And, you know, while missing the point that that, that very act of judging in order to separate, which we can all do, we can all have our moments but you need to catch them when they happen and 
say, ah, I don't need to judge that person. I don't need to separate what's, what's in me that's come up there as a reaction. I'll just look at that and I'll see if next time that comes up in me, I don't act the same way and place a division. Because you do see that quite a bit in the spiritual world healing now. I feel like it was much more rife 10 years ago, but I feel like a lot more of that is coming to the surface and healing. Well, it feels to me as though we are getting the perfect opportunity right now across the globe, you know, to practice this thing about judgment because the whole world seems to be polarised. You know, every country seems to have its polarisation going on. And uh, let's face it, I mean, we are all judging the politicians and the people in government and the people who commit violence, etc. How do we, how do we, is it really as easy as saying, oh, I'm not going to judge that person? No, I don't think it's as easy as that. I think it's I think it's about constantly practicing when the awareness comes. It's so interesting. You know, I was leading a retreat in Kauai when the night of the American election and I live in America now. And um, I was I wasn't I wasn't happy when Trump got in. And I know that's a tricky topic because there are many spiritual people who say he's who we should have had and all that kind of stuff. So I'm not opening up that can of worms. But I just I just felt I felt very sad. In, in myself, that just my human reaction was sadness that that had happened and that, 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 that some of the toxic nature of his campaign had now been put into a leadership position. I felt sad for the world. But interestingly, I went to bed that night and I, I had this dream and in this dream, I was sitting in a bar and I was sitting eating a meal at the end of this bar by myself and Donald Trump walked up to me and he looked so sad and scared and he I just saw his child. I just saw, and again, this is a dream. I'm not, I can't speak about who he is as a man, but in this dream, I just saw his vulnerability and his wounded inner child. And when I woke up the next morning, it really shocked me. And I felt like it was a healing opportunity for me. It was a reminder to me that no matter what I might look at in the media world or my own idea of what's going on, we are all human and they're, everybody at their core is very human. And we will get through this phase that we are going through right now, but it won't necessarily be easy. And I feel the same way about judgment. It's like, we'll get through it. We'll come to the other side, but there will be times when it really confronts our own wounds. You know, the way that we're judging someone else is is an opportunity for us to go, wow, why do I have to react against that so much? And it's definitely coming up in a deeper way than ever before. I'm hearing that from everybody. I'm noticing it myself. I feel like the the alchemical speed of healing awareness now has just gone, well, the volume's just cranked up, um, as you can see evidenced by everything going on in the world that's the perfect mirror for all of that stuff. You know, I've heard it said that um, energetically, when we judge someone, when we revile someone, you know, it's a bit like throwing a cow pat at them. And you can imagine people in prominence who have, uh, you know, the whole world's eyes on them. You know, uh, we're mm. all throwing cowpats at them. They they must be buckling under the weight of cowpats. I think when I find it really hard not to judge, that visual image helps me. It helps me kind of step back and go, well, I don't I don't want, you know, to be weighing that person down with that many cowpats. Well, and you know what helped me? I love that analogy, Sandy. What helped me was I realized underneath all of it was my judgment about the pain and the suffering and the war in this world. 
no matter who the person I'm focusing on in the media is mm. or whatever the world situation is, I had a, I, and still, <laughs> I'm not there yet, haven't overcome this at all, but I noticed that underneath all of this was my judgment that earth and humanity have, we have within us this pain, this suffering, and this war. Um, and that helped me a little bit last last year to try and just get to the root of it all. And I was like, okay, well, if I have to practice acceptance of what is here in order to be useful within it, in order to have some energy movement within it, it's like it's like saying, well, I've come to this dance club, but I'm not going to dance because I don't like how the club feels. And it's like, well, if Earth is a dance club, you know, you can either sulk in the corner about what you're not liking, or you can try and get on the dance floor and create some good energy. Very true. You're listening to What Is Going On. I'm Sandy Sedgbeer, and I'm speaking with author, energy teacher, intuitive and channel Lee Harris about several topics that are particularly relevant today, including self-worth, abundance, relationships, where our spiritual journey is leading us, and why the end of the Love and Light Brigade is nigh. We'll be back in a few moments after. The cutting edge of Conscious Radio, Om Times Radio, IOM FM. Being a radio host on IOM FM allows you to build your show on a rich platform with the power of the Internet to fulfill your outreach goals and connect with a very specialized and global online audience, unlimited by time and distance. Ohm Times Radio will provide you with web relevance, a recognizable conscious brand, and with the standard of excellence that has accompanied every single Ohm Times endeavor. Host your show with Ohm Times Radio Network. My name is Victor Furman. Some call me The Voice. I've always been fascinated with human nature, spirituality. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Science and the crossroads at which they meet. Join me Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern on Ohm Times Radio, and we'll explore these topics and so much more on Destination Unlimited. I'm Fidel Nshombo. I was born in a city called Bukavu in the Congo. We were a loving family, and then, boom! Everything that I had disappeared in a single day. People think that when you are a refugee and they recycle you to America and all your problems are done. They don't understand that that's the beginning of everything. I was not born a refugee. I was made one. It's time we welcome refugee families with open arms. Learn more at EmbraceRefugees.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Welcome back. Lee Harris. 
the end of the Love and Light Brigade is nigh. What do you mean by that? <laughs> well, it's funny you picked up on that because that was just something that came to me in an energy update a couple of months ago. And I guess for me, you know, Sandy, we're both from England and England has a very juicy sense of humour, um, sometimes considered a very dark humour. And um, I remember several years ago, one of my closest friends would always be always be speaking disparage of, disparagingly about the love, oh, the love and light brigade, oh, here come the love and light brigade again, you know, kind of like taking the mickey about it. And um, I think what they were really driving at was what they used to refer to as people who are part-time spiritual, meaning they'll say the affirmation, they'll go to the workshop, and then they'll be, you know, moaning about their neighbor publicly to four other people and not catching the kind of, you know, the kind of irony of it all. It's like, you know, you're either saying that you want to live by spiritual principles or you're not. You can't, you can't be spiritual at the weekend kind of thing. So um, I think you nailed it just a few minutes ago, Sandy, when you quite rightly uh, said um, about letting go of judgment. You said it's not that easy. You can't just change your mind. And, and, and I think the end of the Love and Light Brigade for me and what I was referring to in that energy update is there was this period of time, um, and for, for me that period of time was definitely the, the, the year, the 2000 years. There was pretty magical, what the Z's say, a lot of consciousness and energy downloads happening on the planet that were happening in bubbles. So people could experience them in very um, personalized, separate ways. And a lot of people would kind of stay away from the rest of the world. They go, oh, I don't like the mainstream, so I just don't get involved. Well, that time's over because we're now in the crunch years, meaning this is the time when all of that light has to actually ground and be useful. So you can no longer just be the love and light brigade at the weekend and see it as this separate spiritual hobby. And picking up on what you said, Sandy, that isn't an easy process. It, it's what I talked about when you as a spiritual person who perhaps found it easier to be spiritual outside your own body have to come back into your body and have to start working through the layers of trauma, the layers of hurt, so that you can be back on the planet. Um, the best analogy I could give you is you go through an awful breakup and you stay away from dating for a while because you're really wounded and it hurts and you don't want to walk back. But in order to walk back towards finding somebody again to be in partnership or love with, you're going to have to walk back through the wound and you're going to have to have those moments where you're really happy with them one day and the next day you feel really unsure and it's it's just the fear response of the energy body going, uh-oh, last time the ship went down and it really hurt and it was really painful. So I feel like for me the end of the Love and Light Brigade was me really saying it's a time where all of us are being asked to get real in a way that we never did before. And it's not to say that other dimensions of existence aren't real or that they don't exist or that we can't still continue to use them as part of our daily practice. But that now the principles that we've all been learning and studying for so long, they have to apply. It's like the time is now that we all do our, our best, and that's all we can ever do, to bring as much genuine grounded love and light into everyday reality as we can rather than keeping it as this separate hobby or keeping it away from people that you don't think it stands for so you know it would just be things like um being willing to be the first person to say hello 
in a social gathering where you can tell everyone is awkward and you actually have the capacity to go, I can actually help change the energy here. They might be an atheist, they might be a skeptic, they might be somebody who's anti-spirituality, but we're all human beings. So those are just areas of focus. So as human beings, how can we just connect despite our perceived differences? So I guess, I guess that's really what I was driving at with that sentence. You know, for sure, being human is not for wimps. <laughs> Why do no. we do it? Why do we do it? Why do we come? You know, I wish I could answer that question, but what the Zs, what the Zs have always said is they've said, it's so easy for you to die. So if you haven't died yet, get curious about why you're still alive. And it's one of those sentences that I've heard them say several times in several different ways. And it always wakes up the people who are like, you know, and there's many people, probably people listening right now going, I don't want to be here. And I, you know, I, I'll speak for myself. There were two times in my life that I didn't want to be here very dark periods in my life where I didn't know if I would get out from underneath the internal darkness that I was experiencing and the wounding I was going through that, that didn't make me want to show up for life. Um, but the Zs talk about the collective healing that we're all going through and how empaths and light workers, you know, you might be collectively healing people in your life. And if that feels comfortable to you, great, carry on. But if you don't like it, now's the time that you can figure out how to not do it. You can go and find the teachers, the programs, the workshops, the experiences in life that will teach you to change your energy. I think if you really are struggling or suffering, you have to ask yourself, what do I need to change? Because if this has been going on for a while, something needs to change. And it's not just you healing yourself from the inside. It's, it's looking at your life and going, what am I missing? What circumstances aren't here? Oh, oh, I see. I've just stayed in my house for three months. And all I'm doing is listening to positive YouTube videos. But the rest of the day, I'm crying. I haven't gone outside. I haven't been thinking that there might be people in the world I can connect with. So I think it's just it's being very vigilant with ourselves that this is a journey of evolution. And we can sometimes get all of us, I think, you know, we, we find our sweet spots or our comfort zones and we try and lean in on them. And they no longer work because we've changed and our circumstances have changed and the planet has changed so much in just the last few years. And so I don't think it's an easy journey, but I do believe disease when they tell me that we're here for a reason and we're here for reasons of personal healing and personal experience, but also collective healing and collective experience. So you might be going through your own thing right now, or you might be feeling all the pain in the world and trying to process it through your body. So that leads me to one of the other questions, um, you know, the topics that we discussed you would be addressing, and that is where the journey of spirituality is leading us. Tell us about that. Well, I, I think this fits in with the end of the Love and the Light Brigade. Um, thing really because for me the journey of spirituality is for me personally and what I see in the work that I've done with people the journey of spirituality is just leading us constantly to bring in more energy more presence more of ourselves than ever before and I should qualify that more might look quieter it doesn't necessarily have to look extrovert you know I always look at people who are near the end of their life, who've lived a long life. You know, I often, you don't see this with everybody, 
But with a lot of people who are in their 70s or their 80s, if they have supportive circumstances in their life and they're not struggling with certain things, they have this sense of peace because they've seen it all before and they've been through so many cycles and they're not necessarily in a phase of their life at that point where they're exerting high energy out into the world. So they're experiencing a lot more internally. And I always feel that that, that, that on a personal level, that's where our journey of spirituality leads us to this deeper sense of wonder and presence about the fact that we're alive. I have questions like everybody about where we're going right now and what's happening. And it's definitely a very edgy time to be alive right now. It's a very heightened emotional time. But I do have faith and a sense that this period that we're going through now and in the coming years, which isn't easy and is difficult, is going to lead us to a resolution that will be an easier way for us to exist, but a way that's more designed for where the planet's going next and not necessarily trying to hold on to the last hundred years that we've just been through, which I think is part of the problem that we're having right now. Things are changing and there are certain people factions digging their heels in trying to hold on to the past well for sure you know um, back in 2010 when we were all looking towards 2012 as being the great demarcation point i think many people mm -hmm. assumed that things would gradually get better uh, in terms of easier mm -hmm. uh, you know with consciousness expanding but life also becoming much easier and certainly consciousness has expanded from what i'm seeing since then but I don't think life is becoming easier. And I think that's what people find the hardest thing to cope with because, you know, it doesn't matter. You know, we all know, or many of us know that we're spiritual beings having a human experience, but we're still having a human mm. experience and we have to cope with this world as it is now. Um, you know, and things Absolutely. like love and relationships and self-worth and even abundance, money, etc because that's they're all the currencies of this world of you know a physical world um there there's where we have all the problems and it's interesting you bring that up because i agree we've seen a huge shift in consciousness since 2012 but in a very grounded way i think many so for example people speak more freely emotionally now now that Yes, definitely, if we look at some of the government stuff going on, there's also a move towards repression and control like we've never seen before. But that's happening in tandem with a greater freedom of expression and connection among people in the world. So that's very different. But I do think some people had much more um, mystical or esoteric ideas about what that change would look like. Yes. So, you know, everybody would ascend to another dimension or the world would become more technicolor and people would be more telepathic and it just doesn't you can't um, you know a race a species isn't going to change that fast as a collective an individual might be able to but as a collective it's a much slower journey so that's where really the end of the love and light brigade came in because i think the love and light brigade was very much the idea that post 2012 they were going to see a much more spiritual world and i think we are but i think actually in order to see that spirituality you have to get on the ground and see how that's showing up on the ground it's not necessarily that people are having more awakening experiences now although that's <coughs> arguable because more people are waking up <coughs> excuse me <clears throat> mm, yeah bless you <coughs> thank you
I just took a glass of water and it um, went down the yeah. wrong way. <clears throat> so what you're saying, Lee, really is it's time to get real. Uh, well, and also maybe what you were just saying to us, Sandy, is sometimes life goes down the wrong way. And, uh, you know, that, that's kind of what we're dealing with on a day-to-day basis. You know, we, we have an idea of how we'd like it to be, but to get there, we often have to take a few steps backwards. And, you know, it's like if you want your partner to become a great dance partner, you're going to have to go to some lessons with them. You're not going to be able to click your fingers and just have it be wonderful. You know, you'll go to some lessons, and if they're not as good a dancer as you, you're going to have to be patient and walk with them while they go through their transformation journey and let that be a part of your journey rather than thinking the destination is where you want it to be. You're listening to What Is Going On. I'm Sandy Sedgbeer and I'm having trouble speaking and I'm speaking with author, energy teacher, intuitive and channel Lee Harris. And we'll be back in a few moments after the break. Conscious life. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lifestyle to your world. Ohm Times Radio. IOM FM. Spiritual. Metaphysical. Green living. Psychic. Alternative healing. Life coaching. Do any of these or similar terms apply to your business or cause? If so, you are in a niche market with a very specific audience. ConsciousGate PR is the world's leading conscious public relations agency. With a global reach of over 4 million and growing, we offer comprehensive media campaigns to our targeted market. Learn more at ConsciousGatePR.com. Conscious Marketing for Conscious Minds. Hi everyone, this is Shay Parker, the host of Best of the Best, which airs live right here on IOM Radio every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern and 5 p.m. Pacific. I'm super excited to bring you expert guest hosts, spiritual discussions, free psychic readings, and so much more. I can promise that you will not want to miss this one-of-a-kind, fun, yet touching, down-to-earth show. Join us every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. Pacific on OTRFM. This is Shay Parker, and I can't wait to see you there. If you own a gun, you have a full-time responsibility. When you aren't using it, be sure it can't get into the hands of curious children, troubled teenagers, a thief, or anyone else who might misuse it. Your family, friends, and neighbors are all counting on you. Remember, always lock it up. For more information on firearm storage safety, visit ncpc.org. This message brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council, the Bureau of Justice Assistance, and the Ad Council. Welcome back. Lee Harris, you're an accomplished singer-songwriter. You've been writing and producing music since 1998, and you've collaborated with musicians in Europe, the U.S., and beyond, and produced four albums. I was on your website earlier looking at some of those albums 
And there was something in the, um, the notes around the album Own Your Heart Energy that struck me. Um, and again, it's very relevant. You, you know, the notes said that in the current socio-political climate, the Zs offer a crucial insight that your light will not go out because of outer circumstances that may evoke worry and fear in you. The opposite, in fact, is true. Your light will rise in response to the need. Tell me a little bit more about that. Well, we were we were on the same retreat I mentioned earlier when we were doing the election uh, during the election phase. We were on Kauai uh, holding my annual Soul Magic retreat last November, and it was a channeling that took place. Uh, it was it was interesting. It was like the night after the election. We were out on the ocean. Um, sitting right right on the shore of the ocean underneath these amazing big trees. And um, it was a very powerful evening. Um, and basically the channel, when you channel for a group, you often don't really know what's going to happen. Sometimes I'll hear there's a title or, but with that one, I had no idea. And it was, it was really, Own Your Heart Energy was really a map of how we have given our heart energy away in the past in order to learn, but that light workers and soul-led people nowadays are re-owning and how to re-own your hearts inside your body and how to, how to bring that energy back into you so that you are full and that you no longer need to feed others by handing out packets of food from your own energy body. Instead, just the energy that you emanate is going to be the food for others. So that's that's my kind of clunky way of trying to simplify what was in that because it was about a 45-minute message and, and there were some specific examples and I, I, I would love to give some but I don't remember them right now because it was a channel but um, it really was talking about that and about how many soul-led, emotion-led, um, spiritually-based or people who have healing intent for the world are about to really and are in the process of powering up. So that means finding new ways of operating. It means if you've always been a people pleaser, you're about to learn how to not be a people pleaser. It might not be comfortable to you, and it won't stop you being good to people because you know, really all people pleasers are people who have a gift of connecting with others and giving to others, and they've just taken it a bit too far in a way that's damaging them and knocking them off balance. But the gift is true. It's not that a people pleaser suddenly becomes the meanest person in the world. It's just that they have to learn where's the line in this so that I don't get depleted, so that my people pleasing stops being a pleasure for me and for others and becomes something that's hurting me or making my life unmanageable. So that was really what Own Your Heart Energy was all about. Um, and and it was, it was, there, was a, there was a real power to it that I know many participants at the retreat spoke about and people who've heard the recording since. And for myself, too, I've noticed that. I've noticed in the face of adversity, you know, for me going through my reaction to the election the day before and then noticing this very quick about face in my body that wasn't pulling out of my reaction because I definitely went there with my feelings. I wasn't, I wasn't happy. But I was surprised how quickly my body reoriented itself. And the end result of that week for me was I came, I came back from Kauai feeling stronger and readier to be more of use than ever before in a very clear way. Um, not knowing exactly how that would look, 
um, or in all ways, but knowing that, 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 that something had been lit inside me that needed to be lit in response to what was needed right now for all of us next on the planet. And I, and I know I'm not alone in that. I know that I was just one of many, many millions of people who were going through that activation. You know, um, I get to listen to a lot of uh, audio recordings that people make, that guests make, and uh, yours seem to be um, quite unique in that they are truly experiential. You know, it's not just taking you through a meditation. There are exercises, there's information in there, there's, there's, there's something that I wouldn't, not quite sure how to identify, but I guess it almost feels as though it's some kind of energy work woven into the recording. It seems quite effortless. Um, I'm interested in the newest one that you've done, the Activate Your Self-Worth. Um, this, this one has, you know, been getting sales like crazy in just a few days of becoming available. Tell us about that one. Yeah, I was, I, so, you know, we have just under a thousand members in my members club, the portal. And then I think over 400 of, I think we're somewhere between 450 and 500 copies in the first week um, went, which is, which is really high. So, you know, for that, you know, a lot of people have that recording and are using it, which I'm thrilled about because I felt very strongly about it. And as I said, it took me, it took me a really long time by my standards to get that product ready um, to work on it. So, my intent with Activate Your Self-Worth was imagine you were booking me or somebody else for a personal session on self-worth. Uh, and it's an hour long. And although there is original music throughout that my, my friend and collaborator, Devor Bozik, creates for me in response to, you know, what we talk about with the product and what I send him, um, aside from the fact that there's original music, it should feel like you're having a personal session all around your self-worth. And I find that when we're interactive with things, we can really move things. It's why at the beginning of that recording, I ask everybody to have a pen and paper hand, um, because there are going to be things that you'll write down that will be useful for you in the weeks following. For me, a recording is an opportunity to activate something in somebody that they will then spend the following weeks and months unpacking. It's not just have a listen to this and then forget about it. It's actually, okay, this can have a seed energy of change in your life. How powerful can we make it for you? Powerful and gentle, because I'm not, I'm not one of those people who believes in bashing people over the head with healing. I think that we all, we all unfold our healing at the right time for us if we're given the right circumstances. So I think it's, it's important to offer power with gentleness so that people can then take it as fast as they want. So activate your self-worth, literally a friend who's become a friend, someone I gave many, many sessions to over the years, he said to me, this is one of your best ever to date. He said, and it, he said it, it feels like having a personal session with you. And he's had about nine. So I, that, that was high praise from him. And, and the praise just made me happy because I know what it's like to be suffering with, self, with self-worth issues. And um, as is often the way with these things, when you're creating something for other people, your own stuff comes up again. So it was interesting. Part of the delay for me was as I was about to embark on the product, I did about seven or eight days of my own self-worth issues as they have shown up in my life. It was kind of like, okay, let's, let's re-examine all of these. Let's raise them to the surface so that I had a very experiential, empathic sense of, of what to bring to that recording. It wasn't just me 
coming from my mind or coming from research. Uh, you know, I know I know the journey of low self-worth very well, and I've 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 had a real massive shift around it. But we're human, and the layers of the onion come round again. You know, in our in any of our healing stories. So um, so yeah, I'm I'm really really happy with how how well it's being received and and the feedback that we're getting and the shifts that people are are making. It's certainly a powerful um, audio. Um, I can attest to that. Thank you. You're currently at work on a new book, The A to Z of Energy. Um, you've begun sound healing work uh, with your adventures in sound, and you're also working on a new album. Um, where do you get the time for all this? <laughs> <laughs> you do it a piece at a time, and um, and you know you just you you move the energy around. And you know I'm 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 very grateful. You know when I used to do this job 13, 14 years ago, it was just me. And now I'm I'm lucky enough that the work is consumed enough by people that I have a small team. So um so I, I have collaborators who help me put the work out there. So um you know you just do it slowly a piece at a time. That's that's uh, that's my uh, that's my way of making all these things happen at once. And you've got the Abundance Boot Camp online video series starting soon, as well as an Abundance and a Academy yes. in the fall. Yes, yes. Those are two projects I'm working on right now. So the Abundance Boot Camp is something that I will be working to complete within about the next 30 or 40 days. So we hope to have it ready for people in July. It will be a video course teaching series about how to basically shift your level of abundance in your life. Abundance has been a fascinating journey for me in, on all levels because abundance is about the resources you have and it's also about the level of presence and balance you have in your life. And if you if you get the levels of presence and balance in your life improved, you will improve your ability to bring in the resources. And so I've had a really interesting journey around all of those things. So there's a lot that I want to offer in that course. And then um, I'm hoping that sometime during fall, I will have my Abundant Healers Academy ready, which will basically be a, an online training program and group um, for those people who want to bring their healing work, their energy work, their coaching work into the world, I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of cover all of the areas of of everything I know so far about what I've done in all the areas that I offer my work, and um, I really love working with fellow teachers, healers. Um, it, it's it's very exciting to do that work, and um, and I love learning myself. So um so so yeah, it'll be fun to do that. Lee Harris, it's been a real delight to have you on the show today. Thank you so much for joining me. Oh, not at all. Thank you for having me on and thank you everyone who tuned in and good luck everybody with your with your own light journey. Thanks, Lee. Take care. Bye bye. You too. For more bye bye. Information about Lee's work and his audios, his books and everything else that he's doing, visit LeeHarrisEnergy.com. You've been listening to what is going on. I'm Sandy Sedgbeer, and I look forward to having your company again at the same time next week when I will be talking quantum jumping with Cynthia Sue Larson. I hope you'll join me. Till then, it's goodbye from me.